Welcome to Gospel and Grit. We invite you to the front lines of the gospel where our Overland missionaries are pioneering to remote peoples. Our goal is to empower you to grab the gospel and get the grit to do whatever it takes to fulfill your calling in Christ. Welcome everyone to Gospel and Grit. Once again, we are at Rapid 14 Base in Zambia, Africa, staring out over the Zambezi Gorge. Uh, this is not a recording studio by any means. So if you hear some birds or helicopters or the mighty rush of the river, you're right here live with us. So today I have the honor and privilege of having one of our founding, one half of our founding <laughs> duo, uh, Sharon Smethurst. Say hi, Sharon. Hi, everybody. I wish you could be here with us um, and just see the view that we have before us right now. We're literally sitting at the gorge of the Zambezi River. Um, we can see the river from where we are. We can see rafters, um, people rafting coming down. On the other side of the gorge, we, could, um, we can see wild animals like... Um, what are those animals called? The monkeys? The baboons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can see baboons. We can see we've got impala on the base. It really is a beautiful setting in Africa to be in. And this is where we call home, right? This yeah. is where everybody that's in Overland, our team members, um, if you ever join Overland as a, a staff member, you'd come here and you'd live here for three months and have this view for yourself. So this is just a little plug-in to where you could be, too. <laughs> Starting off early. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, so um, so I married to Phil. Phil and I founded Overland Missions um, about 20 years ago now. Um, but before that, I've had the amazing privilege of um, growing up in Brazil. So I was born in Portugal when I was three years old. Um, my parents moved to Brazil. My parents are Irish and English. And they were and have been missionaries in Brazil for 40 years. So I grew up as a missionary kid in the mission field. Um, and felt the call of God on my life at a very young age, simply because not anything amazing, extraordinary, out of the, the, the normal. I just fell in love with Jesus. I fell in love with who he is, um, what he has done for us. Who he is is the big thing, because he is God, Lord, Savior, the only hope for mankind. And um, so I fell in love with who Jesus was, and then there was no other option for me but to serve him and work for him, whatever he wanted to do. So then after I left um, my parents' house, I worked as a, um, or I, I traveled around as a worship leader for many years, um, going to different countries, different revival meetings, just seeing God move and, and change um, churches, nations, people groups. And in the middle of that, Phil and I met, fell in beautiful love, which is a great story all on itself. Um, and then we just started doing it together, traveling the world together and, and uh, leading people to the Lord. So Overland, Overland Missions, uh, we are now sitting on this beautiful base, lots of houses. I think we have like 160 vehicles registered in Zambia. We're in 13 nations, right? I, I even lose count. I don't know. My wife's in the room. She, she would know. Uh, yeah, I can that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're in 13 nations. Um, this is not how it started. Oh my goodness, no. So really, the, the beginning, Phil and I, um, we get married. We have a, a, a passion for the same thing. We both 
love God. We both know the importance of um, people coming to know him. But we also, because we grew up in, in kind of similar background, um, we knew the difficulty some people have of even he hearing the gospel for the first time. Um, it's one thing um, living in a country or in a Western world where you have churches in every corner and um, people know who Jesus is and they've, they have, they've heard of it. There's a, a culture aspect to, to Christianity. But then there's other countries and other nations where they, they don't even know his name. Or if they do know his name, it is, there's such little information about it that it gets mixed with different religion, different parts of culture, um, and it's not really the Jesus of the gospel. So we knew all these things in, in my heart, in, in Phil's heart, was always to go to the ones that haven't heard yet, mm -hmm. or if they have heard, they haven't heard the complete story and, and um, not the story that is sufficient for salvation, you know. Um, and so our hearts were, was to go, to go there, to go to these places. So of course we were young and adventurous and we loved traveling, we loved backpacking. Um, for our honeymoon, for example, we backpacked for five weeks in Indonesia. That was our honeymoon. That's, that's even just how we started life. And, and so we wanted to do this in the nations and so we started. So really the beginning was just the two of us. Um, and then we, um, we in a, while we were in America, because we got married in America, my husband's South African, uh, and I'm Brazilian, but at the time we were both living in America. We got married there. Uh, and we were ministering in a lot of churches to the youth, and so we just started bringing people with us. And um, after our first year of marriage, we flew to Africa. Phil, my husband, built the first truck, literally physically with his hands, him and another guy <laughs> called Danny Goodwin. They built the first truck. Listen, it wasn't... Um, the best built truck in the world. <laughs> Maximum speed that we went from South Africa all the way to Kenya, five-week trip. Maximum speed of the truck on flat ground was 35 miles an hour <laughs> with a group of 20 people in it. I had never, this is another funny fact, I had never, I had barely cooked a meal in my life. I don't even think, you know, I, I don't even think I could feed my, my husband well. And now here we are traveling up Africa with 20 people from the U.S., um, and now I had to make meal plans for 20 people and feed them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And listen, Overland has improved a lot since then. <laughs> the meals are better. The food is better. But, yeah. but that heart and that team aspect, whatever it takes. Yeah. Here, we are doing this. We are preaching the gospel. We are going to the unreached. We are going to the villages. And if you have a heart and passion, come do it, do it with us, and we'll show you how to do it. So that's really how it started. So I know you brought a word from the Lord today. Yeah, so... Um, my heart when it comes to what do you do with your life, right? Like um, everyone is asking, what's the will of God for my life? Which is a, a great question to ask. But I think um, the question is, do you know who he is? Because once you know who he is, once the person of Jesus has been revealed to you, and he's revealed to you through scripture, uh, through revelation, through um, just fellowship in the body of Christ, through going to church. But it's that encounter with the Lord where you, where he becomes your Lord, where he becomes your Savior, your faithful Father. Um, and so the question is, once you know that, is like, what are you going to do with that information? And so doing the will of God for your life in missions or in the ministry, it's about falling in love with the Lord and then sharing that information with other people because you can't contain it. You can't keep it for yourself. It has to be. Um, it has to be shared. But I know a lot of a lot of um, people fear. What does that mean for their future? Like, if I'm going to serve the Lord, 
with my entire life. What does that mean? What does it mean for my desire to get married? What does that mean for my desire to have children? What does that mean for my family back home? Um, Are these sacrifices, or or how much do I suffer through this, through these choices to be in the ministry? Um, Which really becomes such an easy question to answer when you know who he is. Because if you know the faithfulness of God, then you know that whatever you do, whatever he's calling or requiring of you to do, that he's always going to be there a hundred steps ahead of you, and he's going to have everything prepared for you, and, and you will not uh, be left alone. But he's going to be with you all, all the step of the way, all the whole step, <laughs> the whole yeah. way. He's yeah. going to be with you. Um, and so it's an easy decision, right? Because who is the one that's going to be with you? Well, it's, it's God. It's the one who loved you so much that he gave his life for you. If he loved you at the cross, mm-hmm. is he going to love you any less in the mission field? If he provided for you in the cross, is he going to provide for you any less in the mission field? And the answer is absolutely not. Of course, he is going to be who he was at the cross for you. He's going to be that to you your entire life. And that's been the testimony of my life because um, I, I've been born into the mission field. I've worked in the mission field as a single and now I'm in the mission field as a mom. And I can see so plainly the goodness of God through every step of it and the faithfulness of God um, through every step of, uh, of it and how he provides for every part of your life. He provides for your dreams. He provides for your heart's needs. He provides for your finances. He provides for your um, the need that every person has to be building and achieving and, and doing things that are meaningful in life and doing things that are a part of their character, part of the personality that make them happy. All these things are found in Christ. Um, and that is my testimony, that God, I, I cannot imagine a life um, outside of this life I have lived in Christ. Do you know, it's interesting to remember, to, to think, I, I um, was saved at the age of three. Um, I don't remember this, but my, my mom told me that I made my prayer of salvation where I invited Jesus to come into my life at the age of three. I don't remember this. But this is true um, this is true about me. There is not one moment in my life that I know that I can remember that Christ was not with me. Every step through childhood, through teenage years, all those years, all those hormones, all those <laughs> anxieties, all those questions, expectations. What do you do in my life? Does he love me? Does he not love me? And um, all those things. Um, in all of that, I've no- always known Jesus to be with me and so faithful. Um I remember one time when I was a, a, a teenager, something had happened in my life, and I was heartbroken, and I was um, upset about him, and I show up in one of our meetings at a church, you know, and I'm sitting there in a corner, my hands are folded, and I'm looking like the world has come crashing upon me, and I am um, in this, just the world is unfair kind of attitude, face, and my dad walks up to me, my beautiful sweet dad walks up to me, and he says, hey, I want you to to read this verse. I want you to know this. So I go open my, I always loved and um, respected my dad and I know that when he speaks to you, he's speaking from his heart and, and from with the Lord. So then I opened the verse and it was one simple, one simple thing and it was, God is faithful. Mm. And that just as a teenager is why I'm saying that God is with you 
in every every part of your life, and even more so in the mission field when you when you are facing difficulties, to know and learn and understand the faithfulness of God that He will always be with you. And that little portion of Scripture, God is faithful, has been the standard in my life because. It doesn't matter what comes at you and difficulties would come. Oh, my goodness, if you are looking, if there's an interest in your life to be in the ministry, you got to know you are going to be facing difficulties, right? Um, you're going to be facing challenges. Uh, oh, my, so many. Not, I'm not even going to begin to try and list them. But in all those things, if you are confident of the faithfulness of God, mm-hmm. you will have that understanding of Ro- the, the, the verse in Romans 8 that, that says that... Um, all things work together for the good of those that love him. All things. That means it doesn't matter what situation you're in, back at home or within the ministry, whatever you are facing, if your confidence is in the God that loved you at the cross, being the same yesterday, today, and forever, that love carries through to you in your circumstance. That means that you are, if I can say this, in, in, invincible, mm-hmm. right? Like you you cannot be defeated and that's the confidence we bring in following the the call of god is that we cannot be defeated listen you can harm you can maybe harm our bodies mm-hmm. you know we have evidence of people dying in the field and and in stories of persecution the new testament is full of those stories you can kill our body you can uh, offend my spirit my soul yeah. but my father stands with me therefore whatever you do to me Whatever can be done to me, my father is going to take that and he is going to make it for his kingdom and for his glory. And if you can walk into the ministry, if you can walk into your life with that confidence, it changes your whole outlook. Because now your confidence is not in the decisions you've made, Mm -hmm. but the confidence is who is with you. The confidence is not in, uh, am I making the right choice or am I making, making the wrong choice? But the confidence is in my choices. The Lord is with me. So there's this one verse that I, that I want to read to you because obviously we are a missionary organization yep. and we are um, obviously talking about um, doing the work of the ministry in the nations. Um, and there's this one verse that um, has been true for me as I was a child in Brazil, a teenager, and now a, a, a mother of children in the mission field. Um, which is which is so indicative of the heart of God to those that serve Him and love Him. It says this. It's in Mark chapter um, ten, verse twenty-nine. It says, "Truly, this is Jesus. That the people you're that listening, driving your car, going to work, um, whatever you're doing, making food in your kitchen, listen to this verse and the promise that Jesus makes to those that make a choice." to follow him in service for the rest of, of, of their lives. This is the, the promise that Jesus himself says in red. He says, truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands. I mean, that's everything. Everything that you love, everything that you hold dear, everything that's precious to your heart. Truly. Um, there's no one who has left all these things for Mike's sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time, yeah. not in heaven, not in glory, not as a reward in glory, but now in this time, the faithfulness of God being carried 
to us or with us from the cross into our life right now that whatever we leave behind the lord gives it to us back a hundredfold um and just to finish the verse he says who will not receive a hundredfold now and this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children's and lands with persecutions he says (laughs) right we are promised those things with persecution but yet the care and the love and the faithfulness of God being carried with us into this life of service unto Him. It's, it's, it's beautiful. There truly is, um, truly there's no other better way to spend your life but in fulfilling the, the heart of God, which is reaching the lost. Amen. So it talks about, obviously, you've, you've left house. Um, You've left your siblings. I know that. Yeah. So, you know, your mother and father. Oh, they're in Florida. But <laughs> well, they're in Florida now, right? Yeah, after yeah. after they're, 40 years. 40, now yeah. they live five minutes away from my house, which is amazing. <laughs> but it took a while. <laughs> You've received them back already? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And all this for the gospel's sake. So <clears throat> you share with me some like testimonies of how in leaving these things behind that you've already left and now seeing all that the Lord is doing in Overland. Like, how have you seen receiving back and in, in now in this time? Yeah. So, um, in Overland, we have this saying um, that that we really have the dream team, yeah. right? Um, I think one thing that's, I, I won't say unique to our ministry, because I'm sure there's this is a sentiment carried in many ministries, but it's definitely true about it, about Overland's ministry, is that we are a family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, when we first moved into this beautiful land that we are sitting in right now, here Rapid 14 in Livingston, Zambia, when we first moved here, it was just a bush. There was no toilets, <laughs> no waters. We lived in tents. Um, we had to dig our first um, long drop. Um, we used to, for two years, we showered off a tree. So Phil organized this whole little um, shower arrangement where the, the piping would come off a tree. And we had a, a heater we're cheering after. They call donkey. It's you heat the water through um, with wood. Uh, we had to heat it every day, and we had grass mats around this tree, and we'd go and shower in there. Um, so it was like very rustic, right? And I mean, now you come here, we've got houses everywhere, we've got families. And and at the time when we got this particular land, um, I was pregnant with my son Cairo. I was, uh, and I had my daughter. She was two and a half years old. Um, and we came here and we really started from scratch. We started with nothing. Um, but you see, what we had in us was a conviction of uh, one, the love, love for the Lord, knowing who he is, the love for the Lord. Two, knowing his goodness and his faithfulness, that he, would, he was with us in whatever we did. So when we came here, we didn't come saying, Lord, we'll only come if. Mm. But we came saying, Lord, we'll go wherever you send us. Yeah. And so when we came to this land, it was wherever you send us land, because there was nothing here. <laughs> wherever <laughs> you send us, that's where we're going. So we came here, there was nothing, but we had this conviction in our hearts that wherever God put us, we were going to thrive and do something for, for him. I, I'm not the visionary type. My husband is. So I only saw bush. I never saw any. In my mind's eye, I wasn't seeing houses. I wasn't seeing people. I was seeing bush, and I was seeing the love for the people. Uh, but Phil already had, you know, pictures and all these things. He designed a house with, with sand and all this stuff. Um, 
But now it's been 15, maybe 16 years later, and we look around and we see how God has um, built up this, even this base, and has brought families. When we first, when we first landed here, I was the only mother in Overland. <laughs> I was considered old, older for just having children. You're like now 30, I'm just 32. I was 32, and now I'm just older because I'm older. <laughs> but then I was older just because I had kids, and um, and one thing that that I never feared. This is a, a beautiful testimony. I never feared for my kids mm. because God had already been faithful to me as a missionary kid. In Brazil, I never lacked aunts and uncles and, and cousins and, and friends. and um, I never lacked those things as a missionary child in Brazil. So I knew that even though we moved into a land that had nothing, my kids would never lack that. So I didn't fear for them and their relationships. I knew that wherever we went, God would provide. And it's so true now, because as we look around, we are, I mean, we are growing in the nations, but boy, are we growing within Overland. I mean, the, the amount of pregnancies or pregnant people that are pregnant girls that we have every year seems to just increase. They're married. Uh, yes, right? It's like the, the babies, baby, we're like baby land right yeah. now, baby toddler land. And there's actually, it's a beautiful thing because now we even see these new generations. It's like we see these little pods of kids running around that are like five, six years old. Yeah. Another pod of kids, they're like 11, 12, 13 years old. It's like this generational blessing that God keeps giving us with kids and um, and it's just been true for us in Overland how God has um, has built a family around us and I think that's a really strong sense that we have in, in Overland is that kids are welcome in the yeah. ministry kids are part of the ministry the Bible says kids are a blessing they're never a hindrance I think some people are afraid of um, or consider that once they have kids they cannot be in the field because it's too dangerous but no that's not true kids are Wherever you are, kids are a blessing. Right. And so to us in the ministry, in the, in the field, kids are a blessing to us. Um, but not only in children, just in team members. You guys, um, JJ, Jane Marie, um, you guys are, are part of the family of Overland. And wherever we are, we can go anywhere these days in the nations, and we're going to bump into one of us, and it's like going home. Um, so we see that God, that is God taking care of our, of our hearts, um, that's God taking care of our deepest desires, of our deepest needs. However, we don't do, we're not here because of that, right? Yeah. We're here because of who Jesus is and because the world needs to know. But, but, but my complete confidence and understanding in the Lord is that because of who He is, the blessings of God will follow you wherever you go. Yeah. If you go to nowhere land, because of who he is, the blessings of God will follow you wherever you go. And you will turn that land into a prosperous, beautiful, growing, healthy family environment. Not only for your heart, but for the heart of the people around you. Because we see this now multiplied. Like you said in the beginning, we've got bases in so many countries right now. And it's like this, it's the repetition of this going into no man's land and creating the family of God and seeing it grow and expand and seeing that, that understanding of, of the love of Jesus on the cross and on, of his faithfulness being carried out everywhere. That is so important in so many of the countries that we're in. For example, Zambia has just been through a drought this past year. Yeah. And they're suffering the consequences of it right now because there was no 
rain literally there was no rain in this area for the whole of last rainy season um, they weren't able to grow their maize and they depend on their maize for food and for finances and so many of the families just weren't able to grow it so now they're struggling with finances and they're struggling with food with the ability to have food um, and yet to those that love God this principle is true today in the drought Right? We see in the Bible so many examples of God coming through in seasons. Uh, we see through Joseph how God used Joseph um, to, to prepare a nation for the drought that was coming or for the, the season that was coming where they were not going to have food. And, and God has done the same thing here. We can see because his faithfulness carries through um, to every believer, whether you're in the mission field, in the ministry or not. His goodness and His faithfulness is true in every believer. Um, so we are able to carry this message even in Zambia, that even in the drought, He is who He said He is. He is who He was in the cross. His love, His goodness, His mercy, His kindness follows Him, and therefore it follows you wherever you are. So what a privilege to be able not only to live this life and to see this verse 29 be a reality for me and now for my children who love God. Mm -hmm. My children love God. Children in the ministry, um, if you teach them to know God, will love God too Mm -hmm. and will love the ministry and they will see this God be the same, this God that was faithful to me. They will see this God be faithful to them in their life too. So what a privilege not not only be able to say, hey, this verse is 100% true in my life, but to be able to see it being true in other people's lives and be able to teach them of this goodness and faithfulness of God. Ah, I love it. I love it. I love that this faithfulness concept, not concept, truth. Truth. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This faithfulness truth, I love seeing it develop in people as they come out for their first time, maybe an expedition or AMT, and then they go through the AMT process where you're really ingraining in them who God is and who they are because of who he is. And then the first few years of ministry, you see this faithfulness concept go from, can I survive? Like, can I actually move to this nation and survive? I know he'll be faithful, like survival. And then you see it like him prove himself faithful over and over and over again in your life. And then you're like, I can actually take this same faithfulness concept and believe for huge things. Yeah. So it's not survival. It's actually in victory at this point. Of, I, yes, I can take a nation. Like, yes. You know, and seeing that explode in our team. Yeah, because it's part of his character, right? So you're saying the process it for, for anyone that comes through here. The first step is the decision. I'm going to go, but I don't have money. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Yeah. I don't know if my parents will say yes. But the first step is the decision. I'm going to go. And, and, and making that decision before the Lord. Lord. I can see that there's a heart, that there's a need for the gospel, and I'm going to go on this first trip. And then the, the process begins. Now you got to raise funds. And everybody, right? Yeah. You guys being expedition leaders, every single person that turns up on this base or any of our bases around the world comes with a testimony yeah. of what God Everyone did and how God provided yeah. for them. Every single person mm-hmm. comes with this testimony. So right in the beginning, you're beginning to see Okay, God is going to be faithful in this small thing. And as the years pass or, or as the tasks change in front of you, God has this beautiful way of always making you 
trust him mm. or of always making you depend on him. Because if, it, if you were able to do it yeah. by your own strength, then there was no dependency needed, right? Because now you're a Superman, you can do it. <laughs> but um, God has this beautiful way of always making sure that, that your confidence is in him and not in your ability to do it. And when we're talking about his ability to, ability to do things, then what is the limit? Right. right? The nations either the Bible says, the, that, that verse in the Bible that says, ask me for the nations. Are. Mm-hmm. So then if God can be faithful in these small incremental things based on who he is, not based on my ability, but based on who he is, then if I ask him for a nation, is he able to deliver is he able to do it? Is he able to equip me to give me the, the, the dreams, to give me the strategies, to give me the finances, to give me the, the team? Is he able to do it? Well, hey, if it's of his heart, if it's in his heart, which we know the nations are in his heart, then there's no limit. Then there's no limit for what we can do for his glory's sake. It's amazing. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for sitting with us and yeah, sharing it's so fun yeah sorry for the the flies <laughs> <laughs> those of you who heard it uh we have a little fly problem right now on base but that's part of life here so yeah any final words of wisdom yeah uh, absolutely yeah. <laughs> all day no, no. all day um i would love to leave you the listener with this hey if there is a little hint if there's a small tiny inch of inclination in your heart to live a life that is for the service of the king i would say as one who has experienced it from birth till now and i'm 49 years old right now from birth to now as one who has experienced it has lived it um from birth till now, if there's any inclination in your heart, let me please let you know that if you lean into that, if you lean into the call of God in your life, if you lean in to laying your life down at the altar of God, that you will discover such a beautiful um, aspect of the faithfulness and goodness of God. You will never listen to me, my, my beautiful person right now you will never god is not able to disappoint you his character is not able to disappoint you because faithfulness is who he is he will be faithful to you your family your parents your brothers and your sisters your your dreams he will be faithful to that and you will live your best life your best life by living for him without doubt Amen. I'm ready to join up again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you all for joining us today. Um, come out, visit us here at Rapid 14. Yes, please. Uh, I love that both you and Phil are just so open. And you eat dinner with us. You'll have us to your house and just share yes. all of your wisdom. We'll drink coffee together. Because we are a family. And just thank you for believing in all of us. It's amazing. So, praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gospel of Grit. All of us here at Overland Missions would like you to know that we believe in you, that there's a place for you in our organization. 
your first step towards changing nations is to visit overlapmissions.com.